me up, Emma? for joining us for the PHNX Suns post-game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us Ooh. a five-star review. We're back, y'all. Man. Back in the win column. The Suns take down the Sixers, 125 to 105. Man, we all needed a win tonight. Do <laughs> we Ooh. all needed a win? We used to, I, it's night and day from what it was in the pregame show because it was like, <laughs> oh, God, is anything going to improve? Uh, and tonight, it definitely did. I said last night, I just want to say this. I said last night that I was almost a million percent certain that CP and Devin Booker would talk after the game last night because I, I have a feeling that they felt like they possibly let their team down in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Tonight, uh, there was a couple calls that went against them. They didn't flinch. They didn't react very much, and there was multiple times when Devin Booker was actually talking to the refs, getting some explanation, and then when he got the explanation, he was good with it. He moved on, and I was like, "That's growth. That's that's good." And I, I'm just I'm proud of those two. And here we are with a W tonight, the night after a, a tenuous game, especially a third quarter. And tonight, third quarter, not so much of a problem. Yeah, they were very businesslike tonight. Yes, and yeah. I like that. They just went out there. And they methodically took care of things, did what they needed to, and came up big against uh, the 76ers. And, and Joel Embiid didn't have a bad night. Maxi had a very good night. This was just each aspect of this team outworking the 76ers. Yeah, the vibes felt so much better across the board. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just because we were playing at home, DA and KD were on the bench, like everyone, I don't know, it just felt... Like a completely rejuvenated team. Yeah. Which is surprising, too, because the Sixers are no easy task. And the second night of a back-to-back, especially after a loss like last night, this was impressive in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think, you know, just overall, the as a group, you could kind of see, I don't know, I, I don't know if I would say a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. but it seemed like they had a little bit more pep in their step mm-hmm. um, from beginning to the end which was fantastic. I think the other thing that that my biggest takeaway was just the intensity that they showed on defense Um, outside of the, the, the lapses against Maxi, which are unforgivable. Once you hit four in a row, you got to close out. um, And we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Everything else. I thought the way they attacked Embiid and made him work for his shots was very good. Embiid's going to get his. Uh, And I didn't think that Embiid was like overly aggressive tonight. Like, like I just, I thought he was good. Uh, but he wasn't trying to dominate tonight, um, which is also partly because the Suns were throwing different looks at him constantly. So uh, overall, great performance defensively. This looked like a team that was embarrassed. Yeah. That they were mm-hmm. embarrassed by that third quarter last night. They were embarrassed by uh, their behavior at times in that game last night, and they came through 
uh, and responded tonight. And by the way, I look like this. <laughs> the the Hulk Hogan weird ass goatee Let me thing. Tell you something, because, brother. <laughs> because I uh, I promised to do this if y'all hit the twenty five hundred mark on the uh, PHNX Community Day uh, for Ryan House. So I'm paying up my my promise tonight, and I, I promise you this, Monday I ain't going to look this stupid. Also, so. a couple people have been asking in the chat where I got this hat. Uh, I got this hat a couple years ago at Hat Club, so there you go. Yeah, Saul will pay his bet on Monday, Monday. and so will Gerald. So we'll oh, have lots fun of fun show. stuff for you guys. <laughs> you might as well drink oh, here yeah. and go crazy because you can't do that in Utah. <laughs> hey. hey and be here for the beginning of the pregame show because we'll have something special. Oh, yeah. Then too. Oh, yeah. Definitely I forgot about don't that. miss that. That's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be fun. Uh, we did get a super chat from Ryan. Ryan, thank you for your super chat. They said Devin Booker was Rocky Balboa out there tonight. He kept on getting hit and kept moving forward. Those who say he's soft are wrong. All caps. Is it? Well, I don't know if any Suns fans have ever said that he's soft. Not Suns fans. No, I don't think. but I know other fan bases other have. Other fan bases, but yeah. But other fan bases are stupid. Mm -hmm. well. <laughs> also, let's be clear. Not Rocky from the first film. That guy lost. It was Rocky from subsequent films. Yeah, so. Rocky against the Russians. Yeah, I like the way that Devin played tonight. I mean, like, like we said already a couple times, just the bounce back from last night. But that's such... It's such an important story for these guys in this moment because this is you're in the thick of it right now as far as adversity goes this season. Like we've dealt with injuries throughout the season, but this feels worse than all the other ones. And I think it's because we're so close to the mm -hmm. playoffs. Seating is moving literally every single night after every single game. You could move around piece, pieces of that puzzle. Um, so and so much is on Devin's plate right now. So I can understand the occasional mental lapse like what we saw last night. I don't like it, but I can understand it. But seeing him bounce back and not having the emotions that we saw from him last night, it's like, well, that's okay. Devin's back. That's who Devin is. I mean, Devin started off pretty aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, after about the first three or four minutes, it was kind of like it was a low scoring. game. It was like yeah. eight to six at the six minute mark. It was really weird. It was 10-8 with about four minutes. Yeah. Left and then all of a sudden, both teams got it going. And they started they started hooping. And Devin just continuously kept taking it to the basket, yeah. basket, basket, basket. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of got a feel of that kind of mom mentality, that kind of I'm not going to let us lose tonight kind of vibe from Devin. He's had that, though, before. Um, it's just uh, uh, there's there's been third quarters that happen or you know bad turnovers and bad defense that have happened tonight that didn't happen um, and I think he set the tone at the beginning and then when you give your team an opportunity and and allow people to step up which is what happened tonight with Terrence Ross and T.J. Warren uh, busy had a good night uh, I mean the, the the team as a whole shot pretty well from three. They were aggressive. They took good, solid shots. They didn't turn the ball over at an alarming rate, and they played solid defense. Oh, guess what, guys? That usually results in a win. And, yeah, they're down two of their, their stars, and that's okay because if they play together, they do have a good enough team to be able to, to take advantage of teams that don't play up to their, to their high levels. So there you go. You brought up booking a shot selection. You look at the last two nights. He's been very aggressive at going mm -hmm. at the hoop. It's not a lot of long distance shots that he's uh, that he scored these points on it's been getting to the basket and uh and i like that because the criticism was uh, this team doesn't do that enough that's why they don't draw fouls well he's committed 
to doing that. And obviously it didn't pay off last night with how they played in that third. But overall, uh, you know, what is that? Seven of the last eight quarters, that mentality has helped pay off for the Suns. I think tonight was also the first night. This is the first night minus KD where I saw the bench and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Now, Now I see the vision, especially if those two dudes can put it together. I know we're going to talk about that. So. Yes, but first, what are, what should we drink tonight? What would be your, if you had a fully stocked fridge of Four Peaks beer, which we do, we just didn't tap into it, but if you were going to pick your Four Peaks beer for the evening, which one would it be? Uh, to go with the color of my mustache, I'd go with Wow Wheat. Wow Wheat, okay. <laughs> I, would with, I would go with uh, the peach. The peach, the ale? peach ale? Because okay. everything's pretty peachy right now. This is true. hey Hey, Everything little, is peachy Gerald right now. Oh, there. Look there. at you go. Well, if peach ale is up your alley as far as beer goes, make sure you grab some from our friends over at Four Peaks. In addition to the peach ale and the wow wheat, they also have the Suns Brew. They've got the Hazy IPA. They've got the Kilt Lifter. So many different options that you can try out from our friends over at Four Peaks. And I know the Cardinals have a big day coming up in April. It's the 27th. The NFL Draft, the best place to take in the entire day is, of course, Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub down in Tempe. They've got the beer. They've got the food. They've got the vibes. Make sure you check it out if you would like to watch the Cardinals and what they do in the NFL Draft. Again, that is April 27th. Espo, you want to tell us about our new latest and greatest partner? <laughs> no. No, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of panic. I was like, oh, shit, is this bad birdie? Oh, no. no. <laughs> like, is this one mine? No, that one's mine. Look, I want to tell you about one of our newest partners here, Fubo TV. They are, honestly, they were a savior for me. It sounds, it sounds you know, hyperbole and everything, but <laughs> I was paying a lot of money to a company that is a, uh, going bankrupt that uh, shows these games. I'm not going to say who, but I think you can put together what I'm talking about. I was paying 20 bucks a month to watch the the sun because what? I had another streaming service that didn't carry uh, you know, the, the channel. But then Fubo TV came into my life. Recently, they added all of the sports networks that you need, the regional sports networks, uh, you can get NBA League Pass. Everything you could need as a sports fan is right there on Fubo TV, and it has been amazing since I got my hands on this app. Easy to use app, great DVR space. I DVR all the games so I can go back and watch them again. Uh, it's got Pac-12 Network, so for the next year, while our teams are in the Pac-12, we can watch football on a streaming network. What a deal! I, I love Fubo. I can't say enough about these guys. Uh, and I want you to go to FuboTV.com slash PHNX and try it out or scan that QR code on on the, the screen right there. Uh, you're not going to regret it because you can get everything you want as a sports fan on the go. It's amazing. And if you sign up using that link in the description or the QR code, or what Espo said, you're going to get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro as well. So make sure you check it out. Okay, let's talk about the bench. But first, Espo, tell us what's inside the box. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A 125-105 victory. You heard that right. Yeah, it's a win. And it's because 
rebounding in part, 45 rebounds for the Suns to 36 for the 76ers. You would have thought Joel Embiid wasn't out there on the court when he saw that number, but guess what? He was, and Bismack taught him the business, all right? <laughs> and then assists again in the Suns' favor, 35-21, to 21, but this is the big one. This is the one that you look at and you go, holy shit. Yeah, I had to say shit because it's that good. 53 bench points for the Suns, 17 for the 76ers. That's right, the bench leading the way tonight and in part helping them win the field goal percentage battle 55 or 50.5 to 43.6. And that's how you get a freaking 125-105 victory against the Philadelphia 76ers. 53 to 17. That's crazy. That is nuts. That's we were an talking, ass beating. We were talking about last night's bench performance and how it was a bummer to lose that game because you were finally getting something from this bench. Now they've strung two games in a row, back-to-back games mm-hmm. at that, where they've been contributing like this. We might, we might have... Turned a corner. There, there's How about a that? there's a little bit of trust and uh, uncertainty sometimes when players come into your program, mm-hmm. and you got to feel it all out. It's taken what uh, now what 14, 15 games to kind of feel out what T.J. Warren and Terrence Ross and, uh, and those guys can bring to the table. Uh, you saw that tonight. You could tell that they're getting more and more comfortable because mm-hmm. T.J. was going a little too fast for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's rushing things. He was missing easy shots. Um, but now tonight, like in last night, you could see it. Like once he hits that first jump jumper, it's why they call him Tony Buckets. It's because it's just it just kind of snowballs after that. He starts to feel better. Uh, and Terrence Ross, I was Espo made a fucking great point. Uh, Mark for, it down. For, for, he said for it. those of you who don't know, uh, you know the '90s basketball era. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Vernon Maxwell who used to play for the Rockets, and he had a trigger like no other. He would just catch and shoot. It didn't matter if Hakeem Olajuwon was wide open under the basket. He caught it. He shoot it. Terrence Ross is the exact same kind of dude because he can he can win you a game for no sure. No conscience. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I love seeing this bench. I think TJ is not is now reacting rather than thinking. Mm -hmm. I think he was thinking too much when he first got here. Now he's using those natural instincts in the paint close to the rim to get those buckets that we saw him in his first run here in Phoenix. And you saw, uh, you know, with Indy, with uh, with Brooklyn, he's able to do, and I think he's finally getting comfortable. And that's going to pay off huge dividends for this bench. I was was talking with Lindsey during the game, and we were talking about when Terrence Ross, or not, excuse me, not Terrence Ross, Torrey Craig, moves back to the bench, this bench unit could be really compelling. You could have uh, Craig and Warren and Ross. So you're going to have defense. You're going to have shooting. Then you have Jock and campaign. And all of a sudden you go, this bench we unit makes okay. more sense. You yeah. know, like you were saying, yeah. and, and I'm really excited to see how that pays off. But, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to our friends uh, on, on the sun's jam session. They had yeah. a tweet that, uh, that called, they're calling these guys something slightly different, but in the tweet it said uh, the discount duo for TJ, uh, like TJ Max yeah. and Ross. And I love the discount duo <laughs> for Ross. Ross and Warren because love you got it. Terrence Ross on a total discount on the buyout, and TJ Warren was the throw-in, yet they're going to pay off dividends and be an important part of this bench unit. So the discount duo taking care of business. I, I believe they called them the That's outlet. That's hilarious. The which, outlet but, but in the video, listen, John Voida, Darth Voida, 
He does a phenomenal job with his creativity. He has a little video. If you haven't checked it out, go check out his, his social. Uh, it's h- hilarious. But that's spot on. Like the discount duo, they came over here for for a, a lower price or even a throw in, as you said. And they they can ball. Yeah. Those two guys can ball. Like mm-hmm. you can't leave them open. You got to account for them. They ha- have to be in your scouting report. And we got what nine more games in the season, mm-hmm. eight more games uh, to to fit KD into this puzzle. And hopefully, best case scenario, Ross and Warren will start to come in at the same time, no matter what, and really provide that punch with campaign. And those three guys specifically will be the ones that instead of the the mass substitutions and five in, five out, it'll be those three guys mixed with maybe KD or Booker or CP, and and then you're off to the races. And then you have the backup big whenever that comes about. But man, I, I, I'm starting to kind of see the vision. I'm starting to kind of see how this could all form and how this could be formidable. And I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously very optimistic. I'm just glad that Monty finally gave in and gave TJ some run. Yeah. Because it, for a hot minute there, I didn't know if TJ would get an opportunity yeah. or not to showcase what he's capable of. And I know it takes some time. you got to figure some things out. I don't know if maybe TJ was dealing with a lingering something that maybe kept him out or if it was just something completely unrelated to any sort of health or injury type of situation. But I'm just glad, regardless, that he got an opportunity to showcase himself because TJ did get buckets tonight, but what I think was the most um, the most enjoyable to see from TJ was he played pretty good defense, too. The chat's coming up with something. What is this? They say, no, we're going to call him TNT. TNT? What, what's okay. wrong, Espo? You don't like that? I, I just TJ Terrence and Terrence. Uh, no, I know what it is. Thank, thank you for explaining. You got a little confused there for a just second. Just because I got this dumb mustache doesn't mean it <laughs> seeped into like, my brain. I was like, you no. looked a little confused. I was just thinking. No, I was thinking about the games are going to be on TNT. I don't know. I, I can roll with TNT. <laughs> There's but actually department they, stores they called Ross and, and TJ Maxx. You know that, right? I know. Yeah, it's okay to call something something else. Espo, are you okay with TNT? Or? I can roll with TNT. Okay. <laughs> Unless Saul keeps treating me like that, then not a chance I roll with it. No, I'm just uh, no I, I don't mind TNT uh, as long as it doesn't explode in our face at some point. And, and no, explode on the opponent. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Bad night. Shut up, Emma. Shut <laughs> Emma, up. don't even Shut say up. it. <laughs> I heard it. Hey. Y'all think these two are bad. Oh Emma's the worst. Emma is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, the Walmart twins. <laughs> oh, so the, they're the Walmart McHale and Cam. Is that oh. what we're looking for? That's just too mean. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Uh, Westville said one of those guys will win us a playoff game. Maybe both. Hey, Eddie Johnson Maybe said. Both. Eddie Johnson said on the record. TJ Warren is going to win the Suns a playoff game. Yeah, I could see both of them absolutely coming through. But defensively, did you guys like what you saw from TJ tonight? I think this was our oh, best, yeah. the best defensive game we've gotten from TJ. Oh, yeah. yeah, a million percent. Moved his feet, was in proper position just about every single time down the court. Um, hustle, the effort was there. And the best part, once he got the stop, you could see him. He, he hustled his ass off to get down to the other end to get himself a bucket. Um, again, like the things that... The things that have been hindering the Suns, especially against the refs, were their technique was just bad. Mm-hmm. Their, fi- their their footwork was too slow. They were out of position. They constantly reached. They they got away from that in a very big way tonight. Uh, and I, 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 I want to say just one time that I actively see somebody reach 
because they were out of position and that was campaign and he drew a foul in the fourth quarter. But the game was already over by that point. That That's part of what I like about the idea of Torrey Craig sliding in with those two guys too is he's a very much – he's known for his defense, right? That's a group that can rebound well. So the defense in the second unit gets even better with if Warren can play this way. And you can hide some of those Ross overplays with Craig out there. I start to like the defense yeah. on that side too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For that, all these reasons that we've talked about – TNT. Is that what we're going with? TNT? TNT. All the, the dynamite. TNT. The out of sight. Okay, are we going to clip that and make it the thing whenever we talk about TNT? Is that the sound? I'm right? down for it. I Let's like roll it. with TNT. Well, they're going to get the crown tonight Let's because oh, they combined. Look at that. Look at how this bounce back. That's some. That's some sexy uh, crowdage there. Had a fucked up graphic look last night, but it bounced crowds. back. Let's go. They're so beautiful. <laughs> they look so serious, that too. That looks like, like that just happened. That like, looks like they're at prom together. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> it's awesome. They're what you can't see is they're holding hands down towards Redemption. the player. Yeah. Redemption. I had to. I messed up so much I know. Last you had Clay night Thompson playing against us last night. I was like, damn, no wonder we lost. I, I, saw I know. That. So, I, Lindsay, this one is for you, especially since you love your crowns. You're welcome. Thank you. This I is, love it. This, this might might be one of our best ones. This might be my favorite one of all time. It might be, Whoa. honestly. Yeah. Really? But these two oh, yeah. combined for 31 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists. Congratulations to TNT for getting the crown tonight. Ooh. Which one of you last night said, no wonder Terrence Ross is playing poor defense. He's not guarding the right team. <laughs> that literally had me laughing <laughs> off my ass. It was probably Gerald. Was driving Gerald. in the day. That was <laughs> no, Gerald, it was probably so. him. Um, okay, so speaking of the bench, we did get a super <laughs> chat from Alec, and Alec wants to know or said that they'd like to see Damian Lee get minutes. Do we agree? No. I think it's going to be very tough uh, to – for him to get minutes yeah. Yeah. at this point. Uh, the, his his strong suit was defense and being able to hit the three at a high clip. His three-point shot has fallen off, um, so he's no longer a threat on the offensive side. So defensively, he's got to hold up, and he's he's he hasn't had the best of games in the, in the last month. So um, the, the, the ceiling is much higher for TJ and Terrence. Than it is for Damien, so they're 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 going to get a majority of the minutes. But Damien's a nice piece where if you get in foul trouble, somebody gets injured, and you need somebody in a in spot minutes off that bench in the playoffs that you feel all right because you saw him do it earlier earlier in the year. So this is where last two years you get into that third tier of guys that had to play in games and. It, it wasn't guys that you could really trust. I would trust Damian Lee if you had to give him some minutes due to one of those situations. Yeah. I think you could trust him, but I just don't think he's been consistent enough lately. Yeah. Honestly, the whole bench hasn't been consistent enough lately. Um, outside of these two games, we're starting to see mm -hmm. a little bit more consistency. But every single night, it's been like, who's going to be the guy to go off oh. tonight? Is it going to be Terrence? Is it going to be Ish? Is it going to be Damian Lee? Is it going to be campaign? You know what I mean? It's it's a guessing game every night. And I think once Monty can see a little more consistency out of whichever guys it is, he's going to ride that because that's what you need. Yeah, I That was the huge missing piece for the last couple weeks. I yeah. think Ish, Landry, Damien, these are going to be the third string guys, you know, and, and there's nothing – you need those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's going to be the eventual role there 
for them when we come to the playoffs, especially when KD comes back and he's likely playing with those bench units again. You're only getting four guys in with him at that point, maybe three bench guys. So I really think you're going to see that rotation finally shorten here in this next week. Well, yeah, and that's we got to remember that too is the playoffs. You you're, you're not going to go ten deep. You're just not. You you're, you're, yeah, you can't afford to give up large runs or anything like that. So you'll see this rotation probably shrink down. I'm going to say to like nine. I'm going to say that um, because I think you have four four bona fide good players on the other end, and obviously there's levels to this goodness. Uh, <laughs> KD is not the same as DA because KD is an all-time great. So uh, with those four, and then you're going to have the other five. There's going to be a rotation of those other five that will mix in with those four that I feel like uh, will give you the, the recipe for success in the playoffs. So that should be happening probably the last five games of the season where you kind of narrow everything down, kind of shrink things up and – and get going. Yeah, and Monty talked about kind of nine and a half, and I think that half, you know, the half guy is going to be, you're going to play, as much as we love Jock, you're going to play Biz when the situation dictates it. So you're either going to play Jock or Biz, and I think that's that's kind of that half. Those guys are going to share minutes in the playoffs depending on uh, the matchup. Yeah. Big Blue Brush in the chat said, the better question is, will Monty stop playing Shams? Shaman, I'm assuming. But that's... Listen, Landry Shamit did help us when he came back from injury, but I do think he'll have limited minutes. Do we win any games when he came back? No. Okay. But he kept us in it. Shamit tonight played 13 minutes, was 0 of 4. He got 3,000 like mm -hmm. five minutes. Did have so. two steals. I'll give him that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, like the the Landry Shamit that you need is not always the Landry Shamit that shows up. You know, mm -hmm. the inconsistent th inconsistency. I'm not going to burn him tonight for that. Like, you know, he had he had a nice little run of a couple games after first coming back where he was where he was playing pretty good. Um, so we'll see. That That's still TBD uh, because he's still working back into his flow. But you could tell he was a little frustrated tonight because he was picking up those fouls. And, again, like you're getting to the point now of, of the season where there is no more, okay, you know, play through it. And here's your second chance and third chance. Like – you know, you, either you can or you can't at this point, and that that's about to hit hit the wall here soon. Yeah, Jacob said, "Who are the top? Who are the five, though?" Uh, who are the five? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got the major four. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you got a Kogi, mm -hmm. Craig, uh, Terrence Ross, Warren, mm -hmm. and then I would probably say it'll be a mixture of Jock or Biz. Yep. Do you think Josh Okogi stays in the starting lineup when DA and KD come back, or do you think there's a possibility Monty can mix it up a little bit? At this point, you're probably going to see Okogi in the lineup. Yeah, I think you're going to stay with that through, uh, unless there's some matchup in the playoffs that dictates you don't go that way. Because I don't think you put a, a Warren or a Ross in that starting unit because scoring's not going to be the problem there. You want somebody that can help on defense, and I think when a Kogi can focus a little less on having to having a score, which he's had to do since the trade deadline. He can focus a little bit more on the defensive end, and that'll help you. Maybe at some point, a Kogi goes to the bench, and you keep Tory Craig, or you put Tory Craig back in that starting lineup if you need a bigger defensive-minded player. But I think overall, Josh Kogi's going to stick there. Yeah, we could see that happening. All right, quick break to remind you that Gerald Bourget is going to be joining us later in the show. She'll make sure you stick around. He'll provide updates from the Footprint Center on what Monty Williams and the players said after tonight's win. Also, he writes really amazing content 
over at gophnx.com that is available to everybody to read. There is also some specialty pieces of content that Gerald writes specifically for diehards. And if you want to become a diehard today, make sure you head over to gophnx.com to check it out and find out all of the amazing offerings that you get as a diehard here at PHNX. One of the biggest things that I think is the best part of it are the discounts that you get on merch and events, as well as access to the Discord, which a lot of fun stuff happens in the Discord. So you don't want to miss out on the action, so make sure you check it out. You get all the information you need at gophnx.com. Also, if you're looking for something fun to do this spring, check out Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They've got kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, great food and drinks. They've got it all. Anything that your heart desires, Octane Raceway and Mavericks has got you covered. And right now, if you bring in your spring training ticket stub, you'll get a 10 dollar game card for free so check them out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more all right i do want to give out a few more flowers i know we handed out the flower crown just you know a couple flowers individual here and there. flowers individual i feel like bismack biombo deserves a couple flowers tonight more than a couple. He like, definitely does. Let's be honest. He did about as well as you can do guarding Joel and B. Yes. I yeah. mean, he he played a fantastic role in slowing Joel and B down, which is about all you can hope to do with a guy like that. And he did enough where it gave the Suns the room to build up the kind of lead that they did tonight. You know, he was he was fantastic. I, you know, I, I was concerned that he wasn't going to be able to match up on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. But uh, Embiid, for whatever reason, didn't really take too many perimeter shots tonight. He he really tried to force the contact down low, and w when you're that's more playing to business strengths than it is taking advantage of his weaknesses. And so, um, you know, you gotta love you gotta love that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, and the eight offensive rebounds. I mean, mm -hmm. second chance points become so critical in these games, especially. Uh, as you go along, and I think that those eight offensive rebounds were huge. I mm -hmm. uh, had 13 in the night, eight of them on the offensive glass, and then freaking five blocks. I was going to say, the yeah. five blocks, I feel like, is the biggest mm, thing yeah. because, one, that's a ton of blocks. We know Busy is known for blocking shots, but a lot of them were big-time energy plays, yes. too, and that's something that I feel like this team has been missing a lot lately is you get a big block, that reinvigorates everybody who's out there on the court yeah. whether you're on the bench or actually in the game yeah for sure i this has uh got some unique energy about him mm -hmm. he's not like a rah-rah guy but he also can give you the juice uh with his play and uh, he did that on uh, several occasions tonight it's fun to watch him play when he's playing at a high level uh and uh, but but again you know it, it is going to be very matchup dependent on what what kind of role he's going to have in the playoffs i think it is it's gonna just completely depend like if we play the Warriors, Biz probably ain't gonna see the floor very much. Cause he just can't match up on the perimeter with yeah. any of those guys. But you play a team like the Nuggets, then you got slower uh Jokic, then you can maybe be able to see Biz get some runs. So uh, he's he's gonna be interchangeable when it comes to the playoffs. This is a name for you from Brian Espo. Brian says Biz block Batman Bionbo. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's something you would come up that's, with. That's you were Gerald. That's a lot. That's just a lot <laughs> packed in there for sure. It is, but it's good. So a couple flowers for Bismack Biombo too, because that was that was really fun to watch from him. You know what was fun but wasn't fun about tonight's game? 
that we all lost our bets, but I will take a Suns win <laughs> over a bet win any day of the week. 100%. 100%. 100%. We did more than lose our bets. We all picked the 76ers. But I think maybe <laughs> I think maybe we deserve a flower for that too because we don't talk about what each other's picks are. We just all send them in. And I feel like every time we all collectively choose the opponent to win, the Suns find a way to turn uh, it yeah, around and yeah. be like, in your face, PH Night yeah. Suns. Yeah. <laughs> so. They, they just, just despite <laughs> us. So all playoffs, we're picking the opponent. Get ready. But it only works when we don't plan it. So we can't force it. <laughs> sure. But yeah. I will say. It was a bummer that we all lost our bets, but I would rather us all lose than only one of us or two of us lose. Yeah. So, Emma, what does the leaderboard look like now? She still looks cute, but... Not too shabby. You guys are just okay. down more. So I'm at $276.04. So you were at $204.13. Espo, you're just creeping back deep down right. below. $167. Deep deep double. I got 167 bucks. Once I go negative, then we'll talk about yeah, deep down below. I'm twos. still in striking distance. We got twos. Still in striking yeah, start of I think you need to you take a what? visit to PHNX Bets. Have you Damn. seen some of the records? No, I'm well, good. Well, technically, there is no way for Espo to be negative by the end of the season. Nope. Oh, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. That's called suck it. We are going to have to figure out something to do in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not, not betting entirely on the Suns sure. in the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's no, no, no. We, are, we agreed on that already. We just have to figure out something depending on how we're feeling. Right. Whatever we think that may be. We're getting called out in the chat for about answering what? questions. What question? What question I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, it's, I think it was campaign. I don't think we said campaign in our bench. No, somebody had mentioned that. Okay. You know, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But there was, I guess there's other questions. I don't know. I can't keep track. Because, well, you know, Jake in the chat says Chris they Stewart talk in and that's out. not super easy. That That is correct, though. It's not. I do so, my best. You know, we, we, got, we got a rundown that we're trying to stick to a little I'm bit. Sorry. You know, just, we want to cover all the topics. And What's your question, Chris? Tell me. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now I feel like we should just look Now for we're definitely not answering. Well, now we're, now we're not going to talk for three minutes so I can look for questions in the chat. There you go. There you go. Oh, so Kawhi, Kawhi possibly got hurt. I couldn't find anything on that. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I know the Clippers took that L, and I know who else took the L. The Jazz. The Jazz took the L. Guess what that means? We move up on the Jazz, and we move back into fourth place. Let's go. Yeah. Right. This again, this is just going to keep flip flopping, I think, throughout the next couple of weeks. I hope that they're now stuck in that four spot that they don't give it up, but I still think we're going to see a little bit of movement because things are so close still. It's a half a game between them and the Clippers, I think it's a half a game between them and the Warriors now. So, mm -hmm. I you know it could change on off days until, until the number of games even out as well. Facial so. contusion, ooh. That sucks. Yeah, Ooh, what's that a facial? Con did he take it's, like an uh, elbow yeah, to the eye or something? Be, yeah. If it's a contusion on your face, I'm going to assume that you got cut open. It's not like a hip contusion. All right. <clears throat> well, I've kind of gone back through, and I feel like we talked about a lot of the comments in the chat. So, again, if there's something that you specifically want us to talk about, by all means, drop yeah, them in Chris, the chat again. Dropping bombs um, and leaving? Where are you at? Sometimes you know if you if you if I don't see it, if you send it again, I'll try to get it in. Also, uh, but just have some grace. Hit that like button, people. Hit that like <laughs> button, please. So yeah, well, as X said, quit being shysty with the likes, y'all. 
Shiesty. That's a fun one. I know. That's a good one. Uh, That's a throwback. Law Murray, a uh, writer for The Athletic, who covers the Clippers, said, uh, was told that the concern for Kawhi is relatively low. He has a headache from a shot to the face, but that is the only issue for now. The hope is he's feeling better tomorrow. Nothing alarming at this moment. So I wouldn't be overly concerned. He'll just miss uh, three weeks with load management now. So. <laughs> I was about to say, you know how many times we've heard it's nothing to be concerned about and <laughs> our own players miss like three weeks? You know, speaking of face injuries, Josh Okogie didn't play with his mask on for the second mm-hmm. half of this game. Do you think that is a good thing or a bad thing? I think it doesn't matter, and it's all mental and superstitious at this point. Yes. But he did have a three after he took it off. When was his first three? Do you remember? He was two of four from Houston. It was was after he took it. It was in the second half. So both of them after he took the mask off. It's okay, it's all okay. bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Well, he I, he hit all of them when you were calling him a knockdown three point shooter with the mask on. So I don't know what we're supposed to read into. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's so. all bullshit. You know, <laughs> I uh, when I was in high school, um, I I had broke my elbow the year before, and so the next year I put an elbow pad on my left arm. Uh-huh. I didn't do shit. Even if I fell, it still hurt. And by the third game of the season, I took it off because I felt like it was helping me shoot, and it wasn't because I had a bad game. I was like, man, fuck this thing. And then, then I, it's just, it's all mental. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's a part of literally life. Mental? No. Yeah, I think mental you know is probably how, half of Like, life. you know how they say you look good or you feel good? You look good, you feel good? You well, play good. Feel that's good, what I'm saying. Good. Like, if he feels like he can shoot better with the mask off, then maybe he'll shoot better well, now. Then we'll sure. see. We'll see on Monday. We'll see if we'll see. if he doesn't come out with the mask, if he shoots better than... Two for nine. We'll, Just we'll let see. him be a little stitious. Don't be hater. I'm not hating. You asked the question. <laughs> we answered it. <laughs> I'll be haters. What else stood out to you guys from tonight's game? I thought the officiating was pretty chill. Yeah, I thought it was pretty chill. But again, both teams have a lot to do with that. Both teams weren't really overly aggressive slapping and, and uh, playing too physical. Like I thought it was a good, clean game and both. The free throw disparity, there wasn't a, really much of a free throw disparity at all. I think both teams went to the line about 20 times. So I thought it was a good game. It was overall, it was a good, clean game. Like, mm-hmm. And it was just nice to have one of those because I think we were all tired of just talking about the refs. Yeah. It, it's just in general, whether it's our fault or the other teams, like it doesn't matter. Like everybody was just tired of it. And so I'm glad we're, we had a game where we kind of just kind of decompress a little bit, enjoy a Suns dub. Enjoy the sexy sacks and then just move on. <laughs> yeah, I one thing that I isn't a huge thing, but I like to see Chris Paul and Devin Booker were perfect from the free throw line tonight. That's a good thing. Like I, there's going to be nights where there's little margin for error. They had been missing, uh, missing them a, a bit over the last month or so. Uh, I'm glad to see that they did that. But I, I know we talked about the discount duo TNT a little bit earlier, but I don't think we talked enough about their rebounding. The set, They had TJ Warren at eight rebounds. Terrence Ross had seven. That's going to be huge for the second unit uh, as well, is, is being able to, to clear the boards and play well. It gave the Suns, they helped give the Suns a nine rebound advantage overall over the 76ers tonight. So I think that's going to be something you hope the two of them can do other than just adding in the scoring that they'll be able to 
continue to do that on the boards as well because earlier in the year that was an area of concern for this team was the rebounding Mm -hmm. i think it's good to see that they've got a couple guys in that second unit now that can continue to help them in that area too all right we did get a question from depressed suns fan they said what are y'all's thoughts on a clippers Suns series from a matchup perspective uh i don't think the clippers can match up with the suns i think the paul george injury also throws um, a wrench into that machine because isn't he supposed to be out three weeks? So that's right. like butts up right yeah. into outsuit for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Regular regular season. Okay. So that means game one, he will come back to try and play against the Suns. Um, that's a tall task if if KD and Book are ready to go. DA's healthy. Like that's that's a that's a big thing to try and deal with. And Kawhi and I the Clippers are just so like all over the place. I can't really get a good feel on them. Uh, I think we would we would probably sweep them in my opinion, but there's still a lot to be determined. I th- I think you'd need Da to step up because I don't think that they have uh, the big men that could actually play at the level that uh, that Da can. So I think he becomes a key in that because if Paul George, if Kawhi Leonard are healthy, they can cause problems for Devin Booker and and KD. They can't stop them, but they're too of the better defensive guys in the league. So then you're going to need a DA. You're going to need a Chris Paul. You're going to need TNT off the bench to, to step up and carry some of that scoring load. But I, this, I think this roster is constructed where the Clippers aren't, uh, aren't going to be the team that you fear in a first round matchup. Would I prefer, uh, you know, maybe the Kings, which sounds a little weird because they've played so well, but I still think the inexperience is uh is important, and I think I'm more scared of Memphis still than I am of uh, of the Clippers right now. I'm not scared of Memphis for one reason and one reason only: Kevin Durant. Because when you fair. talk shit to Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant goes off. Yeah, he goes off. He yeah he responds well to that. So I'm not I'm not so concerned about the Memphis Grizzlies. They're they're a good team. Don't get me wrong; like they're a good team. And when they got everything rocking and rolling. They're as tough as any team in the NBA for sure. But again, I think one of the the myths about the the Memphis Grizzlies is that they're like this rugged, tough team. Steven Adams is still out too, by the mm-hmm. way. And he's been a major thorn in the side of DA specifically mm-hmm. since his rookie year. If he's not playing, then I think that whole dynamic changes. And I think DA is not not really too concerned about that team. And I wouldn't be as much. But are you more scared of the Clippers or the or the Grizz. Oh, the Grizz by okay. a mile. Yeah. Yeah. But we wouldn't see the Grizz unless we dropped all the way down to seven. Six, six or seven, depending yeah, on where, yeah. where it shakes at. Yeah. Um, the Matt Box in the chat said, I'm only scared of us not being healthy. That's Honestly, a, I mean, that's the biggest yeah. thing. And but that's with majority of teams, right? Yeah, a million percent. Like health is a huge factor, especially when you're trying to make a deep playoff run. And, and Todd Packer, listen. Uh, if you've if you've watched our show, you know that we are. Uh, we, if we were gonna say that we we were friends with any fan base, it would be the Kings. It would be the Kings. 100%. Like we like yeah. the Kings mostly because the Kings have not been a factor for a, quite a while. We were house yeah, sun we, kings we right for there. so long. Yeah, we were all in misery together. But however, I'm sure that dynamic is gonna change a little bit once we hit the playoffs. If we yeah. should have to face you guys, but I don't think we're gonna have to face you guys unless we get to the Western Conference but, Finals. But even if you did, like. I feel like the Kings are a team that, and, and maybe this changes in a playoff series, but if you lost to them, you'd be like, all right, that's a team that I'm okay with. 
you know, because I fuck no. no. Look, if if I have to lose to anybody in the West, that's the one team I go. At least I could kind of see myself pulling for them because they're the. They're the darlings. They're the, the no. they're the they're like no, us I get from a few saying. years ago. I, 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 I don't want to lose to any. I know what you're. All the I, know other teams. I know what you're trying to say, but what I'm gonna say is, is like, I don't want to lose to the Kings because it'll make me feel the same way as it did losing to the Mavs. I knew the Mavs were gonna lose in the next round. I yeah. knew there was no fucking way they were gonna beat the Warriors, and damn sure not gonna get to the finals and win a championship. So I felt like it was just a waste. And that's how I'd feel with the Kings. Okay. Sorry. See, Sorry, Todd. No, I think they could be the sons of 2021. Hell no, they can't. There's no way. I do understand both sides here because the Kings, I will say, I don't, at least from my perspective of what I saw the last two times we played the Kings when they beat us, there wasn't like crazy Todd, of course. What's up, Todd? Todd's sorry, coming Ted. our You're chat a little bit. You're catching strays. I'm sorry, but like, uh, But as a full fan base, like when the Mavs beat us, it's just like all the floodgates are open. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. When the Nuggets beat us, the floodgates are open. But when the Kings beat us, they're just like celebrating amongst themselves, enjoying a win. Right now. Right. That, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right now. dynamic always so, changes. Look, I'm just saying, though, they seem to be the nicer fan base right now of any team <laughs> in the West. So I'll give them that. Let me let me say this. I don't want to lose to anybody in the playoffs. Let's make that well, very yeah, clear. Of I wasn't saying that. Uh, you know, I just there's something about them that is at least semi likable. Like I just don't see how they don't have anybody on that roster outside of Harrison Barnes that has any types any type of playoff experience. Uh, and so that was the difference between that's the difference between us when we made our run. We had Chris Paul. Chris Paul has had playoff experience. He's gotten that's to fair. the Western Conference Finals and all that stuff. You're talking about a very young team. Yeah. A lot of them never been in that moment, don't know what that moment's all about. They haven't take taken the right steps or whatever, right? Um, I think that would that's going to show up in the playoffs. I, I and I agree, and that's why I said I, I would not mind seeing them if you fall to the six and they're the three because of that inexperience. And I, let me say this. I have some personal ties there. I know Alvin Same. Gentry. Uh, I know Katie Christensen on their broadcast from my days with the Suns. So maybe that tints my view of it a, as well. I agree. Definitely for me. Okay. One more question in the chat. Um, and then a couple things. And Gerald is on his way. Illusions asked us if we have heard any time frame on the DA injury. So all that I have heard so far was Monty pregame. He said uh, that him, DA, and KD are both, quote, progressing. The hell does he that said mean? DA's injury after taking a hit and making him miss this many games is just one of those things that happens. That's what Monty said. So that's, that's not, not an update. That is not an update. That is answering a question without actually answering a question. Maybe Gerald followed up on it or got some more information throughout the game tonight, but that's all we have so far. He did warm up during pregame. He was out there getting shots up, so that's also a good sign. But that's all that we've gotten so far. I, I really, really, really hate progressing. We're all <laughs> progressing. Every day we progress. Ooh, On to the next day. <laughs> very yeah. dark with yeah. that one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to just, this is based off of nothing. I'm going to say KD or DA will be back by Wednesday. So keep, so KD and DA return mm -hmm. on the same day? Yep, double dose okay. of goodness. All right. 
I mean, that would be fun. I wouldn't be mad at that. All right. As Gerald sets up, let me remind you about our friends over at Circle K. They are the best place to stop in for coffee, for beer, for snacks, for premium gas, whatever you're looking for. Circle K has you covered. You can stop up, stock up for March Madness. If you are just trying to settle in on your couch for a day of basketball, spring training, a day of baseball, whatever it is, when the playoffs get here, Circle K has got you covered with all the snacks. Polar Pops stay cold longer. They've got iced coffee for just $1.89. They've got 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. Red Bull and Monster, you can buy two or more or three and get them at a little bit of a discount rate. So all kinds of good things happening over at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff and be sure to stay stocked all March Madness long. Just head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Or drive to the closest corner to your I house. I mean, yeah, they're, they're all over the place. True. You That's definitely, true. especially in Arizona, Circle K's are stocked. Speaking of drives, last night I was hitting some bombs out there on the, uh, the driving range. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, that's not it. Yeah, Emma, Emma, <laughs> take that down. Take that down. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I have some slander to throw uh, Max Simpson's way. Oh. Uh, yeah, Max. How the fuck am I doing a bad birdie read? Three out of four days, and the one day I'm on the golf course, you don't even have me reading it. Guess what, buddy? I got you because I'm bringing bad birdie to you, and you can bring bad birdie to yourself. Look at this image. Image. There we go. Look at that beautiful shirt that I was wearing last night at our PHNXT party. I barely lipped this putt out. It was oh, it was tough. Anyway, gorgeous fabric, gorgeous prints. You can get yours at badbirdiegolf.com by using promo code PHNX. Sports underscore 15 and save yourself 15% off. Max, you're dead to me. <laughs> well, check it out, everybody. All right, Emma, it's time. In the darkness, <laughs> she said, beyond the light, there <laughs> shall <laughs> only be one. Welcome to Gerald. Hi, Gerald. Hi, everybody. How are you? Uh, Gerald, you want to give us a. Uh... A little, little, little win, 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 win. No, I do not. <laughs> Come on, man. Now I got, a, I got an audience. Tonight. Win, 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 win. Curve everything else. <laughs> win, 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 win. Gerald's like, you can play it. That's fine, because I have AirPods in and nobody can hear me. But we're gonna keep this professional, because there are people around me. Who, who's around you, Gerald? I don't know. Just like the random fans they always bring onto the court. <laughs> well. Go they're ahead. not screaming kids, so they're, that's, that's a win. True. That is a yeah. win. <laughs> Gerald, we got a win tonight. How exciting, right? It is. And it's, uh, you know, all it took was one win and one loss for the Suns to be right back in the four spot where they've been for the last couple weeks now. Um, and it was good. You know, I, I asked Monty how big this win was. Obviously, it's only one of 82 games. But with the way that they kind of melted down yesterday, the way they've been in the middle of the skid and, and being shorthanded against a very good team. Um, I just asked him and, and he was saying, I, I can feel the mental makeup of our team. I, I usually have a pretty good gauge on it. And I felt like after last night's win, I could feel it. I could feel the remorse. I could feel that this team knew that they let a winnable game slip away and that they beat themselves. Um, and he, we saw that energy and focus tonight with the game plan execution from start to finish pretty much. You know, obviously this is a good team but they held an MVP candidate to very bad shooting. 
uh, with their third string center starting for them. The bench came in and was awesome for the second night in a row. Um, and it was just a really great bounce back win from what I said yesterday was one of their worst losses from a mental standpoint of the season. Um, so Monty could definitely feel the intention. Busy was saying he got to the arena four hours before tip off time. He couldn't sleep through his nap, his game day nap today because he just had all this energy. He had to expel the lingering bad feelings from last night. So you could tell it really bothered this team and they responded tonight. TNT really blew up tonight. Do you know what TNT is? Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> they played like that tonight. Uh, TJ. Did they win the fight? And TJ and Terrence. Hello. <laughs> Did you just rhyme? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, I like that. TJ and Terrence. Yeah, okay, TJ I and like Terrence uh, had a good game. Back-to-back good games for both of them. Uh, looks like maybe it's a combination of TJ specifically feeling a little bit more comfortable out there on the court. But also Monty trusting him a little bit more, uh, giving him some more minutes, letting him uh, get out there and, and, and do his thing. What was your take? Did, did anybody talk about that? Uh, what did Monty say about it? Yeah, so I actually asked Monty before the game about how he felt TJ was looking more confident lately with the minutes that he's been given, not being hesitant on offense. And Monty said, I had a conversation with TJ a couple of games ago and told him I was going to give him a fair shake and see what he could do. Um, and he's done the most with those minutes. You know, defensively last night, he had a couple of breakdowns, got beat off the dribble a couple of times, but he's been fighting and he's been working his ass off on that end. And that's what it's going to take for him to be able to stay a part of this rotation come playoff time. Because if he's able to settle in the way that he has been and with the way the Suns have been working him into their sets, getting him post-ups, getting him into his spots where he's comfortable, he can really contribute. And having both him and Ross be able to come in and get you a bucket like they have been the last couple of games would be a phenomenal boost to their bench scoring, um, especially if you're only playing, you know, 10, 12, 15 minutes in the playoffs. Uh, you look at Ross, he's averaged 22 and a half points per game over the last two games. TJ Warren is right around 15 and a half. Like that's huge for this team. And I know people are not high on the current starting lineup because there's not much offensive punch, but the way the rotations have been tonight and we, you know, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. Cause people want to talk about the rotations all the time. You didn't hear a shit about the rotations tonight, but the bench group came in, they did their thing for the second game in a row. That small ball lineup really worked at the beginning of the second and fourth quarters. Um, so it, it looks pretty promising if they're able to stay in it defensively. Did we get any additional information on DeAndre Ayton and what we're looking at here? We had heard a little bit from Monty pregame, but are you getting any feel out there if he'll return around the same time as KD? I would assume he's either back by Monday or Wednesday. I'm not quite sure on that, um, but that's just my personal feel. We asked Monty about it before the game. He said he's progressing. Didn't have much of an update outside of that. Um, you know, he was saying it's just one of those things that happens when you take a hit and you're out a little bit longer than maybe expected. Um, but, you know, they've got the day off and then they, they've got the game in Utah on Monday and then another day off before the Minnesota game. I would assume he's back in one of those two games. He did seem to be in good spirits after the game and before the game. He got his, you know, normal pregame workout in. So that's typically a good sign that a guy's getting closer to returning. Does Espo's face distract you at all? Honestly, you got... <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't until the camera changed. <laughs> Doesn't it look lovely? I, does it look like he made out with I, the Cheez-It mascot? 
I mean, I honestly can't see it because you guys are so small on my phone. So I'm going to have to come back and rewatch it, but I can't okay. quite it's see scary. it. It's scary. Go to the pregame. You Is get it? a one shot. It's yeah. terrifying. It looks like he needs to wipe his mouth. <laughs> it really does. You it's, should definitely look at the pregame yeah, one. That one's definitely better. It's not good. Uh, I was going to ask something, and then you brought Sorry. up my face, and I got distracted. <laughs> uh, which usually happens, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't remember where I was going to go. Sorry. Well, while you try and think about that, just Gerald, did Monty have anything to say about anybody else on the team tonight? Please take yeah, us I mean, through one, th- one through 15, please. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, tonight, Busy had a fantastic game. You know, he had 17, 13, five blocks and held Joel Embiid to really subpar shooting for an MVP candidate. That was really impressive on his part. Um, you know, obviously I brought up what Busy said about getting to the arena early and he was bringing up that he has a group text with his, you know, siblings and his mother and they all had a bunch of ideas about how he could be better tonight after last night's game. So he was able to go out there and enact some of those, which was pretty cool. Um, but Monty was saying, you know, you look at the stat sheet, 17 points. If you'd asked me before the game, if I thought Busy would have 17 points, he'd be like, I hope so, but probably not. So he was fantastic tonight, altering shots at the rim, blocking shots to teammates. Um, and that's exactly the kind of energy that you need if you're going to start Bismack Biombo. The 17 points were kind of the cherry on top, but um, really big time performance from him. Uh, so I did remember what I was going to ask. We obviously only get to see a handful of reactions to the ref when we're watching on television. But out there tonight, did it feel like the, this team was a little bit more reserved in the reactions towards the ref because on uh, ref because on television, it certainly felt like they kind of dialed it back. I think so. And that's something that Monty mentioned as well. He felt like their focus and dedication to the game plan, as opposed to, you know, getting caught up in the whistle. He felt like they played through it a lot better tonight. Um, you know, Booker still had his moments where he was, you know, saying things to the officials, but it felt more lighthearted in nature this time around. Like he was, you know, mimicking, uh, George Nyang's kind of like exacerbated contact on a last second shot that he took from half court. Um, and so it was more like joking and lighthearted tonight, I think. There were a couple of times where he felt he got fouled and like put his hands up, but it was quick. He got back on defense this time and, and didn't waste, you know, a whole defensive possession or the first four to five seconds of one, you know, having a conversation with the officials. So I definitely think that was part of it. Um, you know, how long it'll last, we don't know, but. This was a good bounce back in that way for sure. Hey, Gerald, uh, Mosley Taylor in the chat wants you to know that all three of us picked the Sixers to win. Can you tell them who you picked to win this game? Uh, I'm pretty sure I picked the Sixers. Oh, yeah. See, Mosley, we're all the same team. Yeah. I I mean, I had said that in before. I had sent that in before I knew who was playing, but then again, it's Joel Embiid. If I had known he would have been playing, I probably would have still stuck with it. But happy to be wrong in this case. We, we all we all made our picks this morning at like 10 a.m. So listen, just back off a little bit. There okay? was the the Suns were the favorite of this one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. which is just surprising. Like I think that went through everyone for a loop too. They know things that apparently everybody else doesn't know. But okay. I, I think I can safely say that majority of people were surprised the Suns won this game. Yeah. I think I think James I mean, James Harden being out obviously helps. Like yeah. he's the league leader and assists. He's been playing really great basketball this season, especially of late. Um, I guess it would probably be in part to that and maybe Joel Embiid being a game time decision, but 
uh, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting, but happy the bookies uh, knew something we didn't. Low key, uh, Utah Monday. I feel mm-hmm. like that game is a game where you could basically all but put Utah essentially out of out of the the reach of yourself. Um, but mm-hmm. also, I feel like it's it's kind of a good momentum game, especially with KD coming back on Wednesday potentially. Um, what do you feel about about the Utah Jazz game on Monday? Is there am I putting too much on it, or am I about right? No, I, I think you're spot on. I think especially with the way that these last couple of weeks have gone, um, you know, this is a chance to build on momentum and to stack solid, as I like to say, um, especially heading into Kevin Durant's potential return. It feels like we are getting more clarity on the bench, which is something I asked Monty about um, after the game. Felt I asked, like, do you feel like you're seeing things from certain guys and learning about them? that will help you when KD and DA come back. And he was saying, yes, um, obviously when you go through adversity, you're forced to confront things that maybe you not might not have done. And he named uh, TJ Warren getting minutes as an example there. So, you know, obviously you never want to see a guy like KD get hurt, but the silver lining to all this might be that TJ Warren could be a playoff contributor because of it, because Monty was forced to kind of confront his own view. He said he was being closed-minded about some of his rotations and the coaches kind of forced his his hand and made him look at this and say okay let's give him a shot um so i do think this is a chance for them to you know we've seen the bench play well two games in a row we've seen the suns play two games that they should have won in a row now build on that with another win in a row and just ride that momentum right into kd's return on wednesday yeah looking at the next five games i think we're gonna know if this team's gonna be in fourth or not Utah, Minnesota, Denver, OKC, San Antonio. I think those five yeah. games. I think four and one is not uh, is not out of the realm of possibility yeah. there. And if you if you do that, I think you basically lock down the four spot at that point. So really excited for that Nuggies game. Hmm. Yep. But he said the actual excited. word, which means he picks a dollar in the bucket. I, ah, crap. I don't. I, I, I don't like this. Um, I game do. we're playing. I didn't agree to we it. I'm just putting it out there. Stomping on the nuggies. Let's go. Um, we need a graphic. I'm just saying, that. if we're going to play that game, then the swears jar needs to come back, too. Right? Yeah. Swears oh, for kids? Yes, for sure. Also, somebody in the chat said, uh, the fries are done. Whatever that beeping <laughs> is behind you. Uh, Gerald's like, I know. Let me go get them out the oven, okay? <laughs> Say goodbye. Let's great. wrap this up. <laughs> all right, Gerald. Well, thank you for coming on and giving us all the insight from Monty and the players today from the Footprint Center. Thank you guys all for tuning in and chatting with us in the chat and spending your evening with us. We hope you have a great Sunday. We will be back on Monday with a pregame show and, of course, a postgame show. Until we see you then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. It's time to go home and shave and get rid of this stupid mustache. Ahoy, hoy. My lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.